Hi, and welcome to the Speed Blue podcast. As always, we're brought to you by The Writing Pal. If you've got a book in you, let The Writing Pal help bring it out. We offer coaching, editing, and design, and we can even publish your ebook or paperback and get it up on Amazon within a matter of days, all at competitive prices. Get in touch with us at thewritingpal at gmail.com and let's get started on your book. Hi, and welcome to the fifth edition of the Speed Blue podcast. I'm doing them more frequently now that uh, the Combine uh, is over and free agency is heating up, so there's a lot of news to get to. There's some good news for Colts fans. Uh, The team re-signed tight end Jack Doyle to a three-year, $19 million contract with $9.5 million guaranteed. Uh, Doyle certainly deserves it. Uh, It doesn't put him anywhere near the top paid tight ends in the league. Um, He caught 59 passes for 584 yards and five touchdowns last year. Um, and was actually a very good blocker, um, a much better run blocker than the Colts have seen at tight end in recent years. Um, a lot of people think, or at least have been telling me, that it might make sense to cut Dwayne Allen, um, the Colts' other tight end, who makes a lot more money, but was outplayed by uh, Doyle last year. I think it, it might be a bit hasty. Um, Allen, uh, cutting him would uh, free up about $3 million on the salary cap, but uh, the Colts aren't in any trouble salary cap wise um their offense definitely um requires at least two starting quality tight ends and um i don't think that eric swope who i just love i think is great i don't think he's really ready to take over yet so allen should stay for at least another year um and let uh let the colts see what swope can do i mean he can split wide he can play in the slot he's actually a surprisingly good blocker um Love the kid. Having those three together, uh, I think, is a really strong tight end core. The Colts won't have to uh, draft one or look outside in free agency for one. Um, It's one of the few positions where they actually look set, with my fingers crossed. That was the good news. Now we have some bad news and some sad news. Start with the sad news. Is that Joe Wrights, the veteran offensive lineman, has retired. Um, Sadly, he's the Colts' best option at right tackle. of all the people they, they had on the roster before he retired. Um, if you don't know Wrights, uh, he's been around for years. The uh, Ravens uh, plucked him out of free agency. He's a former basketball player. They tried to make a tackle out of him. Well, I think they first tried to make a tight end out of him and then a tackle. Didn't really work out there. He came to the Colts. He uh, played a lot of games, started many. He was never the guy the Colts wanted in there, but he was always ready, willing, and able to uh, play just about any position. Uh, didn't play center, but he played the other four. Um, uh, offensive line positions and was off at a third tight end on blocking plays. Uh, great guy. Uh, sad to see him go, uh, but it's part of the rebuilding. And uh, he really didn't have a spot with so many offensive line, young offensive linemen around and uh, new ones coming in, no doubt, from the draft or free agency. And now the bad news. Uh, David Perry, the Colts starting nose tackle, has been charged with two felonies and one misdemeanor. Uh, in connection with his alleged uh, uh, theft of a golf cart and punching of its driver. Um, that's too bad in it for a lot of reasons. I mean, he's obviously the best the Colts have at nose tackle, and we'll talk about defensive linemen later on in the podcast. Um, I mean, he was never great, but, uh, you know, the, I, I always think about um, a team as being like a car. And uh, Perry, 
uh, was capable, uh, certainly good. And if we use that simile, he was like a rust spot. You know, it didn't stop the car from being safe or driving, but it was something you wanted to get looked at and maybe fixed. Um, right now, the Colts car uh, of defense uh, has four flat tires, a busted fan belt, and uh, carbon monoxide leaks. So the bit of rust is not exactly the first thing you want to look at. Unfortunately, it seems that that uh, bit of rust has become a hole in the car, and uh, Perry may well be playing nose tackle for a prison football team, sad as that is. Um, from a fan perspective, I mean, one feels for Perry, one feels for his victims, as, alleged victims as well, but uh, uh, his absence would create a, a huge hole that would have to be filled by... Uh, draft or free agency. Speaking of alleged, the Colts have been alleged to be looking at a number of veteran free agents, and uh, we'll look at them in order of uh, sort of how big a paycheck they're likely to get. So let's start with uh, guard Kevin Zeitler. Um, he is an all-pro. He has uh, started 71 of 72 possible regular season games for the Bengals since being drafted. Um, an incredible player. He would be the Colts' best blocker at any position the second he was signed. If they sign him, uh, he would fit in at right guard, which has been a trouble spot. And uh, But I don't know how much he's going to get. A lot of people, a lot of fans will say, you know, guards are guards are guards. You can just get one. Easily, but uh, if that was true, then the Colts would have had one. Uh, it looks like Zeitler is going to command more than $10 million, which is a lot of money at that position, but the Colts have some cap space, and uh, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I'm normally against uh, veteran free agents, uh, but uh, this is an area of need, and Zeitler's still relatively young, um, and I think that, uh, I mean, he's, he's, I think he's going to be 27 to start the season, um, which is uh, ideal. Uh, if he plays three or four years with the Colts, that would be sort of the prime of his career, and it would really do a lot to shore up an offensive line that has been, uh, well, everybody in football knows the Colts have had problems there. Another big money name the Colts have been connected with is uh, A.J. Boyer, uh, the uh, Texans corner. Um, I would probably like this signing even better than uh, than Zeitler, uh, Boye is uh, an outstanding young corner. Uh, he's going to be 26 to start the season. Um, he's been starting for the past three years in um, Houston. Uh, he's not a big-time interceptor, but uh, he's a threat to score when he does get his hands on the ball. Um, he can do it all. I mean, he's, he's not fantastic at press coverage, but uh, man and zone, he is uh, really good. He can tackle, which is amazing. He's got like free safety style tackling, which is amazing for a corner. Uh, really not afraid to throw himself in there. He can even blitz. Uh, he'll return a kick if you want. Um, love to have him. Not sure the Colts can afford him, and there will definitely be a bidding war. Uh, corners like him don't come on the market very often, and uh, he's a lot safer than any draft pick. Um, if the Colts did sign Boyer, um, it would not be uh, out of the question of them to cut uh, Vontae Davis, which means they would be getting um, a younger, uh, I think slightly better, um, a corner for uh, about the same price. Uh, Davis obviously is outstanding, but uh, much closer to the end of his career. And um, uh, But uh, it would be not a great addition. I mean, it would be great to have both of them. Uh, as the starting corners, but I'm not sure the Colts want to invest that much money in the position unless they're ready to uh, make the leap. The third big money player the Colts have been allegedly looking at is someone that uh, this very podcast suggested they do. 
uh, and that is Nick Perry, the uh, edge defender for, uh, from the Green Bay Packers. Um, Perry was considered something of a disappointment in the early part of his career because he didn't get big sack numbers um, as a first rounder. Uh, he didn't even start that often, but he played uh, the containment uh, position in their uh, defense, and it was only last year that he moved over to the started 12 games uh, in more of a pass rush uh, situation. And he um, he notched 11 sacks, uh, not like Eric Walden's 11 sacks. I mean, he had put on some big-time pressure. Um, he seems to have uh, blossomed. Uh, he's 27 years old. Uh, he has, you know, he ticks all the boxes. Uh, he's quick off the snap. He's pretty good at play recognition. He knows how to get to the ball. He can... Um, shed blocks. Um, he can even uh, cover in the zone. Um, you know, there's a lot to like about him. Um, he's someone that's really more of a flyer at this point. He's uh, He needs a prove-it contract. Um, there are so few edge defenders left because so many got tagged um, in free agency, but the draft is absolutely full of them. Um, historically well-stocked with edge defenders. So the Colts, um, if they do get uh, into a bidding war with Nick Perry, they might want to rethink it and put that money somewhere else, perhaps to Zeitler or Boye, because um, Perry seems like someone who could, whose skills could be replicated in the first uh, round of the draft uh, with some degree of certainty, whereas the other two, I don't think that could happen. There are three other veteran free agents the Colts have been uh, said to be looking at. Um, the first I want to talk about is Washington uh, defensive tackle uh, Chris Baker. Uh, he's a guy I really like. He um, is uh, short, short-armed, um, not the strongest guy you find at the position, but somehow he makes it work. Uh, he was undrafted, uh, kicked around in Denver and then in Miami. Neither of those teams wanted him. Uh, very desperate Washington uh, signed him, and he, uh, not right away, but he slowly worked his way into the rotation and then into the starting lineup, and uh, has been very effective both against the run and the pass in the last two years. Uh, he's had ten and a half sacks from an interior position, which is really good. He forced five fumbles. Uh, he gets his hands on the ball when it's thrown, um, you know, knocking him down. Uh, great guy. He's a little bit older. He'll be 30 to start the season. Um, I'm a little shy of him because of his uh, athletic limitations. Um, the Colts might not want to spend a lot of money on someone who, can, uh, who can't really uh, do some of the things they want a defensive lineman to do. Out of his situation in Washington, he might not be able to replicate his uh, success. So I would say that Baker is someone that the Colts uh, should be interested in, but not spend a lot of money on. And the other two rumored uh, free agents are I'm much less interested in. First is DJ Fluker, a former first-round draft pick by the Chargers. Um, he was an utter disaster at right tackle. They tried him inside at guard. Um, he's had a little bit of success there, but he's really just not the kind of pass blocker the Colts need or want, and I would be disappointed if they invested anything in Fluker at this point. And finally, there's Jabal Sheard, uh, an edge defender. Um, I liked him when he was drafted in the second round by Cleveland. He was with the Patriots. Um, I don't see it happening uh, for a lot of reasons, and, uh, you know, I don't really have that many biases, but one thing is uh, I really think Colts, the Colts, any team would be very wrong to invest any money on a former Patriot. Belichick does not give up on someone if they've got something left.
And that brings us to the main part of our show today, and that's uh, a look at the uh, defensive linemen currently on the roster. Um, it's funny because when I started this, uh, looking at all of the positions, uh, defense first, uh, I was looking at Pro Football Focus's ratings, and uh, they had the Colts front seven at 32nd and uh, the secondary at 31st, and my initial thought was they can't be that bad. Uh, and now that I look at the defense, I see that uh, they are. There are very few keepers on this team um, on defense, and those that are there um, have some questions about them, uh, you know, either related to injury, uh, arrest, or um, making too much money. Really, uh, it's amazing how poor the roster is on the defensive side of the ball. But that said, let's get into the defensive line and see what they have. The Colts don't uh, have any more talent on the defensive line than they do at linebacker, edge defender, or in the secondary, but it's not as pressing a need, and that's simply because uh, defensive linemen don't play as much as uh, other defenders. Like, um, you'll see some defensive backs and linebackers, they'll play 1,000, 1,100 snaps per season. The Colts' um, top defensive linemen had six, saw 645 uh, snaps uh, with 16 starts. Most of them saw barely over 300, um, and that's because, uh, well, for a lot of reasons. The Colts are officially a 3-4 team, but in truth, they run uh, two defensive linemen uh, just as often as they do three, and uh, there's a lot of substitution. Uh, conditioning is an issue on many defensive linemen, and uh, situations also can call for different players at different times. If you look at the base 3-4. Um, it's not actually 3-4. It's more of a hybrid. What the defensive line looks like in the base set is uh, not so much a traditional 3-4 uh, set, but three quarters of a 4-3 set. Um, you, it starts with a nose tackle or what we'd call a zero or one technique, depending on the play. Um, he's a great big guy, usually a great big guy, certainly a strong guy who lines up uh, right on the nose of the center or just off, and his job is to occupy blockers, get into wrestling matches, um, and uh, open up things for other players. Um, Dan Williams would be a great example of the kind of player you want there. Um, uh, beside him is what the Colts call a defensive tackle, what most people would call a three technique. Um, that's a guy who's also big and strong, and uh, but uh, a lot more aggressive in a forward way than the nose tackle. Uh, this is someone whose job is to collapse pocket, um, get into the backfield, not necessarily get a sack, but certainly apply pressure. Um, the perfect sort of three technique these days is Aaron Donald. Um, and uh, finally, uh, we have what the Colts call a defensive end. Um, people might recognize it as a left defensive end from a traditional 4-3. Uh, what most people call a five technique. Um, again, this is someone who uh, is defensive lineman strong, but not necessarily um, edge defender quick, but someone you do rely on for the pass rush and uh, to get into backfields. Uh, the best example of that in the NFL right now would, of course, be J.J. Watt. Now, talking about guys like Aaron Donald, J.J. Watt, make me... Um, Kind of sad to tell you exactly what the Colts have uh, on defensive line. Well, let's start with nose tackle. Um, as I mentioned, Perry started every game last year. Um, he did all right. I mean, he got three sacks, kind of, uh, you know, did a decent job 
collapsing the pocket. Uh, wasn't great against the run, but certainly better than anyone else the Colts had at the position. Um, he by far and away saw the most snaps of a Colts defensive lineman. Uh, he's the kind of guy who you'd love to replace, but right now the Colts have so many other positions um, that uh, need help uh, more fervently that uh, they really probably would have stood with uh, Perry for at least another season. But now that he is looking at a long jail term, uh, their opinion on that might have changed. Uh, right now, I'm thinking that the Colts should plan as though they do not have Perry next season. Perry's backup is a guy we've seen a lot. It's uh, T.Y. McGill um, because he alternated at the position with Perry. Uh, didn't see as many snaps, but we got a good look at what he can do. Um, a similar player. He doesn't have uh, as many moves. Uh, not that Perry has a ton, but uh, McGill has fewer. Um, not as strong, not nearly as strong as Perry. A uh, little bit better athlete. Um, not the guy you want starting. I mean, Perry's not the guy you want starting, but McGill is uh, definitely a step down. Um, if the Colts don't get Perry back, and it looks like they are going to have a hard time doing so, uh, they'll have to find a new starter. I don't think McGill's the guy who's going to be able to carry it off. Okay, so things look pretty bleak at nose tackle. Let's go over to uh, the three technique. Um, things mm, a little better, I guess. Um, the Guy Colts fans love to hate, Arthur Jones, um, is was sort of the nominal starter there last year. Started eight times when he was healthy. Um, he's never actually been all that healthy as a Colt uh, or productive when he has played. Um, he put together a couple of decent seasons with uh, the Baltimore Ravens, became a free agent. The Colts drove a truckload of money up to his house. Uh, he came to Indy and has done nothing. Um, it looks like um, the Colts would be better off um, dropping him. Uh, he would leave $2.2 million dead money against the cap, but the savings would be $7.35 million. Um, I'm surprised he had, hasn't been cut yet. I think the only reason he hasn't is because the Colts aren't sure that they'll be able to replace him and Perry at the same time. Um, we'll watch the situation, but, uh, I would not expect, um, Arthur Jones to be in the team's, uh, plans. Not only has he proven not to be a very good player and, uh, at least with the Colts, uh, he could get a new start somewhere else and a huge drain on the salary cap. He's also symbolic of sort of the Grigson era. He's one of the few of those big name free agents left over from, uh, the Grigson times and, uh, that's not really something the new regime, uh, I think, really wants to have hanging over their head. After Jones went down again last season, uh, he was replaced by someone who uh, had rotated with him earlier and had also played five technique, and that was rookie Hassan Ridgeway. Um, I like Ridgeway. He certainly uh, is a much better athlete than, uh, than uh, Arthur ever was, um, you know, but... The problem with Ridgeway isn't just that he's raw, and he is. I mean, he he doesn't really have um, much finesse yet. Although, you know what? He has some good hand movement. I do like him as a pass rusher. Uh, I certainly like him. Uh, he's much quicker off the snap than um, uh, Jones. Uh, not as strong, but almost. Uh, you know, he's the kind of guy who could develop. What's keeping him down is his conditioning. When he was a junior in college, he was all that. And then he sort of dropped off as a senior, which is why he was available late in the draft. There were rumors of conditioning problems, and uh, that's what I see when I see Ridgeway play, 
is that uh, he could probably develop into a decent starter if he stays in shape and uh, rotates in and out and is really dedicated to the game. Uh, right now, I think Ridgeway is a much better option at uh, three technique than Jones, uh, even if they were both paid the same amount. Uh, behind him is uh, Zach Kerr, who is one of the Colts uh, fans' favorites. Um, unfortunately, he's not that great a player. Um, he's uh, certainly not terrible for an undrafted uh, uh, free agent, um, but it looks like the Colts don't have a lot of interest in re-signing him, um, which is too bad because he's a good guy at a decent spare part. Uh, I hope he, he catches on with some other team who appreciates him a bit more. At the third defensive line position, what the Colts call defensive end, but I would call a five technique, the Colts have two prominent players and uh, one question mark. Uh, let's start with Kendall Langford, who um, is one of the few veteran free agent signings uh, by the Grigson regime that seemed to work. Um, he was a second-round draft pick in uh, 2008, um, for the Miami Dolphins and started right away and uh, later moved as a uh, free agent to the Rams. And they moved him inside uh, more of a three technique and um, with decent results. Uh, he certainly didn't play as well there as he did in Miami. So he was available um, in 2015 uh, when the Colts were suspended. And uh, when he showed up, he started uh, all 16 games. He recorded seven sacks, which I think was tied for second on the team. He looked like a real um, bargain. And then uh, things did not work out quite so well in 2016. Um, he was injured uh, after the seventh game. Um, he, uh, didn't put up much before then. It looked like, uh, he was, uh, missing a step that, uh, Father Time had finally caught up with him. He will be, uh, 31, uh, at the start of next season, uh, but he has a lot of miles on him. Uh, he's played 135 NFL regular season games starting 113. Um, the Colts probably would like to have Langford back uh, for one season when you consider how poor the talent is on uh, the defensive line. Um, but uh, cutting him would free four and a quarter million on the cap with only a half million in dead money. Um, they might want to gamble and uh, let him go, uh, hoping that he could resign for less money. I know that doesn't happen in the NFL very often, or uh, that they could replace him with a free agent or draft pick. Um, he uh, has, you know, his good qualities, um, but uh, it might be over in Indy for Langford. Um, his replacement is probably on, on the roster. Uh, Henry Anderson was drafted in the third round in 2015 and uh, kind of exploded onto the scene with some excellent play. Um, a lot of people were more excited by him than his, uh, you know, production would, uh, would uh, allow. I mean, he was actually playing three technique, although he's better um, at five technique. Well, he played both, but more at three technique. Um, people were excited about him probably because he's one of the few uh, Griggs and draft picks to uh, work out uh, right away. Um, problem was, uh, he suffered an atrocious injury uh, in his rookie year, tearing up his knee, and it took a long time for him to come back. Um, 
He did come back last season. Uh, he was always active, but uh, started not playing any snaps and then uh, got more as the uh, season came along and he got healthier and uh, stronger. Um, he, when uh, Jones went down um, at uh, three technique um, and Langford went down at five technique, Ridgeway was sort of split between the two positions and was uh, starting at five technique, to which he's not suited at all. And um, when Anderson was strong enough to uh, return to the starting lineup in the final two games, he was at five technique and Ridgeway went back to three. And that was sort of the set the Colts liked the best. Um, Anderson, uh, again, I mean, there's a lot to like about him. Um, he's a surprisingly good athlete, um, very quick off the snap. Very strong, uh, probably the best block shedder the Colts have uh, on their roster. Um, I don't think the durability is that much of an issue. It wasn't so much uh, when he was in college. Um, I mean, everybody can get one bad injury. Uh, he seems to have recovered from it. Um, right now, I have Pencil Anderson in as a starter. He's certainly not an elite player, but a very, very good one and has room to improve. And one of the few bright spots on the Colts' defense. The question mark at the position is Christian Sokoli. Um, you might remember him. Uh, he played at Buffalo next to Khalil Mack. Um, he played nose tackle, even though he wasn't really suited to towards it. The team just really needed him there. Um, he's uh, originally from Albania. His parents came over as refugees in 1997. He played basketball. He played baseball. He played all over the place in high school, uh, in football, offense, defense, you name it. Um, showed up. In college, at 220 pounds, left at over 300 pounds. Um, the kid is remarkable in some ways. Um, immensely strong. Uh, totally quick off the ball. But um, he is not what we would call an NFL player at this point. Uh, he did not receive great coaching at Buffalo. Uh, he played out of position in Buffalo when he was drafted in the sixth round. It's a big surprise he was drafted, actually. Um by Seattle, uh, they tried to make him a center, a position he'd never played before, and he practiced there, and uh, he only saw special teams uh, with the uh, Seahawks, uh, and then uh, they let him go, the Colts grabbed him, and wanted to put him at defensive end, uh, or five technique, as we call it, uh, it's a position he's never really played, probably in high school, I mean, he played everywhere in high school, Um and so he needs a lot of work. Uh, you have to consider him at best, not even a wild card, but more like a lottery ticket. Um, the likelihood of him working out is low, but uh, his upside is high. Um, the Colts have traditionally uh, banked on this sort of player. Uh, Eric Swope is a good example of someone who really is at more of an athlete than a player, but uh, with some patience could be made into something. Um, they've done it before, and uh, I'd like to see them stick it out with Sokoli, at least for a little while. It's not like they have uh, a ton of other talent uh, on the defensive line. So the news on defensive line is not great, but it's not really as dire as some other positions. The big thing you have to look at is uh, nose tackle, because uh, Perry's someone you'd want to replace anyway, and if he's not coming back and uh, his backup, McGill, isn't really up to snuff, um, they could definitely use some talent there. Um, it might be hard in free agency to find someone. Um, I like uh, one potential draft pick, Elijah Qualls from Washington. Uh, he fits the bill. Uh, he's not someone you just want to throw in there and leave him uh, as the nose tackle. But he has enough on the ball right now 
to be a rotational player. And if they're stuck with McGill, um, Qualls could certainly uh, take some snaps from him and eventually develop into the starter the Colts need at the position. Um, at uh, defensive end or five technique, the Colts have Langford and Anderson, both of whom uh, appear to be uh, quality NFL starters. Um, one will, I think, uh, firm up the position, and I don't think that the Colts need a replacement there right away unless they cut Langford for being old and Anderson's uh, knee isn't right. And that brings us to the three technique, or as the Colts call it, defensive tackle. I think Ridgeway is the guy there, unless they can find a replacement in the draft or free agency. Um, or better yet, someone in the middle rounds or in free agency who can take snaps away from Ridgeway and uh, play with him, make him better, allow him to uh, get into shape uh, and uh, be the best player he can be. Uh, but of course, you know, with... Other leaks in the boat, um, the defensive line is not, uh, I think, the Colts' top priority. Well, I hope you liked the podcast. This one was a bit uh, long-winded. Uh, next uh, edition, we'll be looking at the offensive line, uh, probably the most talked about uh, group of individuals on the Colts' roster. Um, as always, I look forward to hearing from any of you. You can uh, hit me up on uh, Reddit or Facebook or Twitter or you could email me at thespeedblue at gmail.com. Um, look forward to talking with you soon.